We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. You don't want it. You don't need it. But you're going to get it anyway. The Kevin Sheehan Show. Here's Kevin. All right, guys, getting the podcast out late. Uh, wanted all of the news from earlier to clear. Uh, it has for the most part. Doesn't mean there won't be more tonight, tomorrow, Sunday, etc. But the headlines are Washington's game with Philadelphia moved from Sunday at 1 to Tuesday at 7 p.m. at Lincoln Financial. And the other headline of the day is that Taylor Heineke was added to the COVID-19 reserve list. Uh, One of three players today added to the Washington uh, COVID list. They've got 23 total now on the list. I knew this morning when I got done with the radio show that there were going to meet going to be excuse me more positive tests I had no idea it was going to be Taylor Heineke and I also had a sense that there was going to be a postponement of the game and a rescheduling of the game so I wanted to wait for that news to come out uh, by the way um, go to the team 980.com listen to Ron Rivera on the show with me this morning uh, he did indicate that the league was still looking into the possibility of rescheduling the game which it then did. And in the midst of the conversation with Ron, he said, I got to go. I got to take this call. <laughs> Live radio. Um, and uh, he, we, we went to a commercial break, came back on the other side of the commercial break. And I said, well, was it good news, bad news? And he said, ah, there was a meeting I was supposed to be on. Um, but I think now, realizing that Taylor Heineke, about 30 minutes later, it was announced that he had tested positive. I think that's the news he was getting in that moment. I don't know that for sure, um, but uh, I think it was something much bigger than uh, he was late for a meeting where he had forgotten about a meeting. Uh, anyway, um, there you go. Washington, Philadelphia, Tuesday at 7. Uh, the Rams-Seahawks game has been moved from Sunday afternoon to Tuesday at 7 as well. And the Cleveland Raiders game scheduled for tomorrow has been moved to Monday at 5. That'll precede the already scheduled Minnesota-Chicago Monday night game. Uh, Cleveland, the Rams, and the Skins are the three teams with major outbreaks right now. And the league accommodated them, made it uh, easier for them to potentially get more players back and ready for significant playoff stakes games. Now, their opponents aren't very happy. Uh, The Seahawks aren't very happy that they've got to play on Tuesday. 
Uh, the Raiders aren't very happy. Mark Davis, the owner of the Raiders, suggesting that the league had a policy in place back in July that said teams would forfeit games if they were uh, having an outbreak. Um, but the league rolled out the actual wording from their policy uh, that was uh, sent to all 32 NFL teams back in July. If the postponement was caused by an outbreak among unvaccinated players on a team, then that team would be forfeited. That's not the case. There, there, this is not a case of unvaccinated players um, being the central part of the outbreak. In fact, most of the players in this outbreak are vaccinated players, and they are also, for the most part, 80% of Washington's players asymptomatic. Um, the league yesterday updated their COVID protocols. They made it easier for players to come off the list than it was before, uh, than, than before. Uh, the, the net of it is this, you're able to test more frequently Two negatives. You don't have to have negatives within a 24 hour period. You're off the list, but perhaps the most significant new path to returning to the roster from the COVID-19 reserve list is if your viral load, meaning the amount of COVID you have in your body, if it's a level that means you're contagious you stay on the list. If it's a level that means you're not contagious anymore, even if you've tested positive, you come off the list. So by, you know, deductive reasoning, players who have been on this list longer will have a better opportunity to return sooner. So as you look at Washington's current list, Players that have been on the list for a while, Montez Sweat is an unvaccinated player, had to sit the 10 days in quarantine. He comes off Saturday. Jack Del Rio did say uh, if he's cleared, he's got a chance to play on Sunday. Um, And now on Tuesday, the chances are even higher that Montez Sweat returns to the lineup. Casey Tuhill, John Allen um, are players that tested positive earlier in the week in the case of Tuhill on Sunday morning. You would think that they've got a chance to be available for a Tuesday night game. Uh, Taylor Heineke, Daniel Wise, Wendell Smallwood, the latest players added to the list, probably a longer shot of being available for the game on Tuesday night. But maybe Kyle Allen, who went to this list on Wednesday, has a decent shot of being available for the game on Tuesday night. Washington signed Garrett Gilbert, longtime journeyman quarterback. He was on the Patriots practice squad. Garrett Gilbert right now would very likely be your starting quarterback for Washington on Tuesday night if Kyle Allen or Taylor Heineke can't go. Uh, Why not Kyle Shermer, who's been on the practice squad? I have no idea, but the reporting was that Gilbert would be more likely than not the guy to come in and start. He has started seven total games in his career. The last one was last year against the Steelers as a quarterback for the Dallas Cowboys. The Eagles aren't happy with Washington's uh, situation. Rodney McLeod, safety for the Eagles, tweeted, so we have to suffer and compromise our schedule because of another team's mistake. Make it make sense, shaking my head. 
Uh, well, there's no proof that uh, Washington made a mistake in this particular case. And I think um, it's safe to say there are going to be more COVID cases um, throughout the league uh, over the next couple of days. Let's hope that in terms of the major rescheduling um, that we have finished that for the weekend, but I wouldn't bet on it. Uh, but Rodney McLeod is clearly ignorant of uh, the situation. His assumption that somehow Washington made a mistake, um, there's no proof of that, and there is no indication from the league that Washington um, made any kind of mistake um, that caused this outbreak. So there you go. Tuesday night, 7 p.m., Washington, Philadelphia. Uh, the line is back down to 8. It went to 12 earlier in the day. It's crazy. I've got a smell test later on in the show, which I recorded earlier. You're going to hear an interview with Zach Berman from The Athletic. He covers the Eagles. I'm going to leave it as I recorded it with him earlier this morning because most of it is not dated. Most of it is just about the state of the Eagles team. Um, and that will be the show. Uh, obviously, no Washington wins if, no Washington-Philadelphia prediction. We'll save all of that for Tuesday. Uh, all right, that's it uh, for now. Uh, Zach Berman from The Athletic. You'll hear my interview with him right after these words from a few of our sponsors. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. The best way to learn a language? Immersion. Living where the language is spoken and using it every day. But if that's not in the cards this year, you can still learn a language the second best way. And that's with Babbel. Be a better you in 2024 with Babbel, the science-backed language learning app that actually works. Don't pay hundreds of dollars for private tutors or waste hours on apps that don't really help you speak the language. Babbel's quick 10-minute lessons are handcrafted by over 200 language experts and help you start speaking a new language in as little as three weeks. Babbel's designed by real people for real conversations, and their tips and tools are approachable, accessible, rooted in real-life situations, and delivered with conversation-based teaching, so you're ready to practice what you've learned in the real world. Here's a special limited-time deal for our listeners. Right now, get up to 60% off your Babbel subscription at babbel.com slash bluewire. That's 60% off at babbel.com slash bluewire, spelled B-A-B-B-E-L dot com slash bluewire. Rules and restrictions apply. All 
All right, let's talk Eagles with Zach Berman, who covers the Eagles for The Athletic. You can follow him on Twitter, at Z-B-E-R-M. Um, first of all, I'm just curious, Zach, because the two teams are 6-7. and seven. This is a significant game, significant game in the wild card race. Are you guys shocked that you're in this position, given what you thought the team was before the year or at various points during the season? I'm surprised that the Eagles are in the contention for the playoffs, certainly. Uh, now, I mean, six and seven, you wouldn't typically think would be a playoff contender type team. But uh, the reality is, you know, with an, with an additional game this season and the middle of the conference is, is wide open, uh, I, I give them credit for turning the season around. They, they're a different team now than they were say Halloween or before Halloween you know they 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 uh they really shifted after that Las Vegas game they they've gained some momentum here they're running the ball well they're relying on their offensive line so I'm I'm surprised with how they turn the season around yeah I mean they've become the number one rush offense in the NFL and a big part of that is Jalen Hurts as of now what do you expect Sunday a quarterback well it's you know, I, I hate to be ambiguous, but honestly, I thought Jalen Hurts was going to play going into the Jets team, and he didn't play. And I was at, you know, I was at practice yesterday, and uh, I'll be at practice today. And, and he's out there. He's he's not running the way he would when he's fully healthy. Um, you know, I I think part of this is the team doesn't want him out there if if he's if he's not going to run the if he's not his full self, right? If he's just sitting there in the pocket. That's not what you want out of Jalen Hurts as a quarterback. So uh, I still think he's going to play. But, again, I'm, I'm not basing that on anything other than I usually think when a quarterback is practicing at some variety and he's been limited, that he'll, he'll push to play Sunday. I have Ron Rivera every Friday on my radio show, and he just told me a few minutes ago they're kind of planning on potentially seeing both of them. Do you think that's a possibility on Sunday? I would be surprised if it's both of them. I think it would be. I, I think, for Washington's sake, they should prepare for for both of them because you don't know which one it's going to be, um, and they are different types of quarterbacks. But I, I don't think it's going to be a two quarterback system. I, I, I think if if Hertz is deemed healthy enough to play, it's going to be Hertz. Otherwise, it'll be Minshew. Um. I know that market a little bit. I mean, we're NFC East, you know, families. We know the Philadelphia, Dallas, and Giants fan bases. I'm curious as to what the fan base reaction is this week. Do they want Minshew after the game he had against the Jets, or do they want Hurts back in there? Uh, you know, I, I, I think it's it's not it's not the type of thing where you know they're calling for the backup quarterback to start. But I, I, I do think they want more out of Jalen Hurts. Uh, frankly, I think with the quarterback situation, there's more curiosity, not about Sunday, but about long-term. Who's, who's going to be the quarterback week one of the 2022 season, right? Uh, but I, I don't think the, the quarterback debate between Hurts and Minshew is as pronounced right now because it's, it's really injury-related. If, if Hurts is healthy, Hurts is the guy. Uh, the rushing attack's been phenomenal. Again, Hurts being a big part of that. But they've run it against some decent defensive teams like the Saints, uh, like Denver. Um, 
And uh, I'm I'm just wondering, I mean, if you run the football in this league and you dominate time of possession, you know, you've got a chance to to beat almost anybody. Look, they they could have beaten the Chargers. Jalen Rager dropped two passes that would have beaten the Giants at the end of that game. Do you think that Philadelphia is a good team or they're just playing well right now? Well, I think if if you subscribe to the belief that you win the games on the, on the lines of scrimmage. Uh, the reason Eagles are running the ball well, yeah, I mean, you've, you've mentioned Hurts, and Hurts is certainly a factor. The reason they're running the ball well is because their offensive line is playing extraordinarily well. And um, just about every week, the offensive line is the better team at the line of scrimmage. And that's what's, that's what's pacing them. And, and un- unless Jason Kelsey's not out there, unless Lane Johnson's not out there, unless Jordan Mailata's not out there, I don't see that changing. Uh, so earlier this year, they were missing guys there. They were missing Lane Johnson, and and that certainly affected them. But I think that, that this isn't just a team playing well. I think this is a good team from, you know, the inside out. They they are if – they if in order to beat the Eagles, you're going to have to beat their line of scrimmage. You're going to have to beat them at the line of scrimmage, and that's hard to do. What about defensively? You feel the same way about their defensive front? Has it been playing at that level that we thought it could be? You know, at the beginning of the year. Frankly, no. It, they they have not been, and uh, you know, I I think that group has underperformed relative to my expectations. I, I I still think they have a lot of talent there, and they can still make some noise there. Um, losing Brandon Graham in week two really hurt them. You know, you you look at the defensive tackles. Javon Hargrave's having a career season. Fletcher Cox only has one sack. I mean, Washington fans know what Fletcher can do. They need more from their edge guys. Uh, they have a lot of talent there, but to answer your question succinctly, no, they, they haven't played up to the standard that I expected. Just out of curiosity, has Ryan Kerrigan been an impact or not? No, he has not. Um, and... and you know, I, I would put him in that category of players who I, I thought were going to be better for them on the defensive line than they've been. So what's the opinion right now of the Washington situation? We're sitting here talking on Friday morning, um, and you know the league's loosened up their protocols a little bit. Ron Rivera seems to be you know optimistic that some of these players that are on the COVID list right now would be available for a 1 o'clock Sunday game. He also implied that there's still a possibility the game could get moved um, to like Monday, uh, which would give them more time to get players back. But what's the general feeling in Philly about Washington's COVID situation? I mean, it's 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 unfortunate. It's a shame. It's a reality of the, of, of the world we're in right now, right? But uh, I, you know, I, I don't think Eagles fans uh, <laughs> or the Eagles are hoping this game gets moved back. And frankly, I mean, the Eagles are in the same situation as Washington in the division race, or I'm sorry, in the, in the wild card race. That if if this game gets moved back, then all of a sudden they're at a disadvantage for the Giants game the next week, right? Uh, so, you know, if that game gets moved, if the game gets moved to Monday or Tuesday, then you're, you're playing a must win game on, on short rest when the Eagles have been off for over a week. Um, so you know, I, I think if you ask the Eagles, they want this game played Sunday at once. Um, I saw something that you wrote this week and I'm just curious, uh, I'd like you to describe it to everybody. So 
For those that that don't remember, the draft um, in April in that first round, you know, Philly traded up with Dallas, you know, two teams mm-hmm. in the division trading with each other to, to take Devontae Smith. Parsons then went to the Cowboys. Is there any regret, uh, you know, uh, passing on Micah Parsons given his performance? Well, it's, it's an interesting question because if you remember during – you know the draft leading up to the draft. Parsons was 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 mostly viewed as an off-ball linebacker. I, I think I think if the Eagles yeah, considered him an edge rusher, uh, it would perhaps change the conversation. Um, but because of the the premium they placed on that position, but but they weren't going to take an edge rusher. I'm sorry, uh, uh, they were not going to take a, a, a linebacker that high. Number one. And number two, I think, you know, the Eagles also, they couldn't miss on the pick. And Devontae Smith, he's, he's, a, he's, a, he's an outstanding player, but he was also, he was a safe pick in that Heisman Trophy winner, prolific production, you know, clean off the field, all the intangibles you want. And if you compare that to if, if they had taken a player who sat out last year and you're projecting him from going from linebacker to defensive end, uh, that's that's a much riskier pick. So I, I think, given the fact that the Eagles missed on some earlier first round picks, they couldn't afford to miss this past year. And I think they absolutely hit it with Devontae Smith. I, I mean, you know, Parsons has, has been outstanding this year. I also think Smith's going to be one of the better receivers in the league for a long time coming. I totally agree with you on Smith. I loved him. Um, I th- look, the bottom line is beyond what you just said about position, there were some red flags on Parsons coming out. I think some teams didn't even have him on their board. Um, and, uh, you know, Dallas has always been one of those teams that uh, ignores um, some of that stuff. Uh, we are talking to Zach Berman. Zach writes for The Athletic. As I always urge you when we have guys like Ben Standig and David Aldridge and everybody from The Athletic on, subscribe to The Athletic. I'm a subscriber. It's totally worth it, Um, especially if you're a big NFL fan. You can read everything that they're saying um, in the other market uh, as well. So last two for you. If Washington were totally healthy, and let's just say, you know, the injured players, which by the way are a big deal, Zach, because Terry McLaurin and JD, JD McKissick are both in concussion protocol, and they're rather significant to the team. And then you've got 21 players, you know, in COVID uh, on the COVID list. If they were to somehow miraculously be close to full strength, what do you think about the matchup? And then B, what do you think th- about the matchup if they come in completely compromised with missing players? Yeah, so to the first part of the question, I mean, I, I think uh, I thought they were going to split the Eagles and, and Washington, um, and, and that very well still might be the case. Uh, I, I thought it would have been a fairly even matchup, you know, if if uh, there wasn't these 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 COVID concerns. Uh, you, you know, you look at Washington's defensive line, which is supposed to be the strength of the team. Obviously, it's it's a different conversation if Jonathan Allen's out there. You know, it's a it's a it's a different conversation if if some of their blue chip players are out there. And so, uh, so I, I would, I would look at that. And, and, and then certainly you, you mentioned Terry McLaurin. Um, but given the fact that Washington has an undermanned roster right now, I, I would, I would lean uh, toward the Eagles in this game. And, you know, I mean, that's, that's not really a, a bold opinion. I, I think the line's up to what? Nine points, 10 points. So, yeah, nine and a half, so 10. Clearly yep. Vegas thinks the same thing. Yep. Yeah. 
Um, actually, I lied. One more. So through 13 games, what kind of grade does Nick Sirianni get in his first year? I give him pretty high marks because he's done a really good job adjusting and evolving, and and I I think that's a credit to to him as a head coach. You don't want someone who's who's kind of stuck in their ways, and I think uh, the best thing I can say about, about what Sirianni's done is is he's coached the team that he has, and I think too often, and frankly, I thought Sirianni didn't do this well enough earlier this year. You kind of coach the team you want. You know, you you try to run a system or you try to run a style, and you don't have the personnel for it. And, and you see that often with with new coaches. I, I think Nick took a step back, looked at the team he had, played to the strengths of the team that he has, and uh, and he he's done a really good job behind the scenes, keeping those guys energized, keeping those guys engaged. To go from two and five where they were after 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 the Las Vegas game to now be six and seven and in the thick of this, uh, that's, that's a credit to Sirianni. So I, I give him decent marks. Thank you, Zach, for doing this. I really appreciate it. Um, you know, they play again in two weeks, uh, and I have a feeling both of them will be important. Um, take care and enjoy the game. Sounds good. Thanks for having me. Zach Berman, everybody from The Athletic. You know, the Eagles are interesting to me. They've been interesting going back to before the season started. They were among my largest preseason prop bets. I've talked about it a lot during the course of the year. I bet the Eagles over seven wins plus 120. I just thought they were going to be better than people expected. Now, the wild cards were the head coach, didn't know anything about Sirianni, and the quarterback, Jalen Hurts, who I said during the offseason played much better than people realized at the end of last year when he got those opportunities. If you recall, at the end of last year, he came in you know, sort of later in the season in a game against Green Bay off the bench and played pretty well, and then he beat the Saints, I think, and played well and had some really good games, I remember, at Arizona. Um, and then uh, was pretty good against Washington, kind of all right. Actually, didn't play that great against Washington in that game that Nate Sudfeld came in, um, but was okay as a rusher in that game. And I just thought, this guy's really impressive as a dual-threat quarterback. I mean, and he's been that this year. Look, there are games in which if you ask him to drop back and beat you from the pocket, it's going to be a problem. You know, it's not what he does well. But when he has games like he had against the Saints, where 18 carries, 69 yards, three rushing touchdowns, and then he didn't really have to do much throwing the football, 13 of 24, 147 yards, but no mistakes in the game. Um, And you've got other rushers, you know, Jordan Howard, Boston Scott, Miles Sanders back healthy. Um, the guy Kenneth Gainwell. And then you've got weapons like Goddard and Rager and really Devontae Smith. And then I thought defensively they had a chance to be good. You know, offensive line, you heard Berman say that that's been really a big part of their resurgence here late. I thought defensively up front, and they did lose Brandon Graham, that they were going to be pretty good defensively as well. 
I think the Eagles are in a good spot here, you know, the rest of the way. They have the two games against Washington, they have a home game against the Giants, and they finish with a home game against Dallas. So three of their final four games are at home. The Dallas game at the end of the year could be a game for them that doesn't mean much, a game for the Cowboys. Um, They may already have their seeding solidified. If they're still in the hunt for the one seed, well, then, you know, they would need that game. But it's more possible, more likely, that Dallas won't have a lot to play for in that season finale. I think the division will be wrapped up for them by then. And Philly could win that game, could win the game against the Giants, and then really splitting the two Washington games would probably put them right there, you know, at, at, as a nine and eight team, you know, as, and I don't know how their tiebreakers work out with teams like Minnesota or uh, New Orleans or Atlanta. Um, I, I can't, I know they beat New Orleans head to head. And I know they opened up with a win over Atlanta. I don't think they played the Vikings, um, but they would be in pretty good shape to make the postseason and a team that runs the ball they the way they do. You know, the New Orleans game is probably the most impressive against a New Orleans Saints defense that is pretty damn good. Um, they rushed the ball 50 times for 242 yards in that game against the Saints this year. Miles Sanders, 16 for 94. Jalen Hurts, 18 carries, 69 yards, three touchdowns. Jordan Howard, 10 carries, 63 yards. And Boston Scott, six carries, 16 yards. You know, that's that's pretty impressive when you can line it up and have a 2-to-1 pa- uh, run-to-pass ratio and average nearly five yards per carry. And they won that game easily. Over the Saints, the final score was not indicative. Uh, the final score was forty to twenty-nine, but they were up, I think, twenty-seven to three at halftime in that game. I, I think I've said this. I'll be repetitive. I think even if Washington were coming into this game completely healthy, this was going to be a tough game for them to win. But uh, they would be in better shape if they have enough of their players back and maybe even get a break with a delay of the game to give them a chance to get more players back. All right, let's finish up the show with the smell test right after these words from a few of our sponsors. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda, you never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. 
With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Well, the smell test, as it always is, is presented by MyBookie. MyBookie's got all you need on the big fight Saturday between Jake Paul and Tyron Woodley. They've got the best odds, the best prop bets for Paul Woodley, too. And you can start by doubling your initial deposit all the way up to $1,000 if you use my promo code KevinDC. Again, double your first deposit all the way up to $1,000. They're giving away free money. Okay, so up to $1,000 they're going to give you if you just sign up using my promo code, KevinDC, as additional funds to gamble with on everything, not just the fight. Obviously, lots of football beginning today with bowl games, continuing tomorrow with bowl games in the NFL, then NFL on Sunday, Monday, and who knows, at this point we might have some NFL on Tuesday given all of the COVID cases. Bowl games all next week, day and night. Um, it's a crazy time of the year, and you can trust my bookie. They've got fair point spreads, fair money lines, fair totals, very fair pricing compared to a lot of the places that you might be considering. You're not going to pay outrageous vigs or fees on losses at my bookie, and they're giving you away giving away free money. I would take the free money even if I had another site where I was wagering. Just take the free money and use my bookie as a place to comparison shop on point spreads. You know, you may get a much better number. And there are some wild swings in numbers right now with these COVID cases. So to have more than one place to wager is important. Go to mybookie.com or mybookie.ag. Use my promo code, KevinDC. They'll double your first deposit all the way up to 1000 bucks. All of the football, everything you need on Jake Paul Woodley 2, Big Fight Saturday. MyBookie, bet anything, anytime, anywhere. All right, the smell test uh, has four selections right now, but let me give you a heads up. I'm going to update this smell test either tomorrow night before the Colts-Patriots game or by 12.45 on Sunday before the 1 o'clock games because I think there are going to be more games added to the smell test and maybe one of the games I'm about to give you deleted from the smell test. There is a, a real – this is a dynamic situation with point spreads and COVID cases – Um, So I'm going to give you four games. I gave you the Chargers, uh, which did not work out. Uh, The Chargers plus three last night in overtime. They give up a touchdown, lose by six. Second time in five days. I had the Bills, remember, on Sunday plus three and a half. And the Patriots were driving. All they needed was a field goal, and they scored a touchdown. A couple of tough uh, losses, uh, overtime losses. I don't know how the Chargers lost that game. You know, big fourth down analytics conversation coming out of that game. A lot of the Twitter um, verse was uh, dialed in on Brandon Staley, the coach of the Chargers, attempting five fourth downs last night, only converting two of them. The three that he missed were, you know, field goal opportunities that would have been worth nine points. Personally, Um, Like I've said all along, these analytics conversations, it's a nice tool. It's a nice piece of information. Uh, When it comes to football in particular, 
Uh, context matters uh, more than history. Um, you know, what's the matchup? Where's the field position? What's the score? What's the clock look like? Do you have a really good play? Do you have a really good feel? You know, who's hurt? Who isn't hurt? There's just so much that plays into it. By the way, I believe this is true, that fourth down conversions are up and fourth down conversion percentages this year are down. With that said, I actually thought that um, – the fourth down and five to open the game for the Chargers last night after they had a huge kickoff return by Andre Roberts. That Andre Roberts, who returned two touchdown, uh, two kickoffs for touchdowns uh, as a Washington football team player back in 2014 and 2015, I believe. Uh, they had two runs down to the five-yard line and then threw the ball three times and faced fourth and goal at the five. I understand it's early in the game and you're thinking we need touchdowns, not field goals against Pat Mahomes and the Chiefs. But fourth and goal at the five after three incompletions on a condensed field is a hard ask. Um, They failed on that play. Actually, their tight end got seriously hurt on that play, although he apparently is in stable condition now. Um... But that was the one out of all of the fourth down misses, out of the three fourth down misses that I don't think they should have gone for. I think the others were fine. They did. They went for a fourth and goal at the two before the end of the half with three seconds left, didn't get it. And they went for a fourth and two uh, in the third quarter, up 14 to 13 instead of kicking a field goal. And I didn't have a problem with that. Fourth and five, condensed field, bigger issue with that one. Anyway, I digress. Really exciting game last night. Uh, The smell test includes a bowl game tomorrow, um, and the pick tomorrow is UAB plus seven against BYU in the Independence Bowl in Shreveport, Louisiana. UAB is the biggest anti-public play of all of the bowl games tomorrow, and there is sharp money on the Blazers. I like BYU as a team, too. I've watched them. Uh, I think they're really good, but... It fits the smell test criteria. Take UAB plus the seven. Tomorrow night in the NFL, uh, the Colts, as a two-and-a-half-point favorite, are an anti-public side, and there is sharp money on Indy. This is a big spot for Carson Wentz. Huge spot for Carson Wentz against Bill Belichick's defense, which you know will be focused on trying to take Jonathan Taylor out of the game. Give me the Colts minus the two-and-a-half. On Sunday... Hold your nose on this one. Jacksonville, minus five at home against Houston. No more no more Urban Meyer. Uh, they've got Bevel as the coach. The players seem to be happy. Jacksonville's jump from a three-point favorite to a five-point favorite, and the public's betting Davis Mills and the Texans. Jacksonville shouldn't be a five-point favorite over anybody. That's why I like them. I think I gave them out two weeks ago, and they got crushed. This is a tough one. Look, if you can't play Jacksonville Sunday, I understand. Just don't play the game. Uh, Denver, minus 2.5 at home against Cincinnati in a late afternoon window game. Big playoff uh, standings game. Cincinnati still very much in the race in the AFC North. Denver still very much in the race for a wild card in the AFC, as is Cincinnati. Denver laying 2.5 against the Bengals coming off that overtime loss against the 49ers. Denver's good, man. They're better than you think, and they're good on defense. I think a lot of people think Cincinnati's the better team, and that's why they're betting Cincinnati. I'll take Denver and lay the two and a half. Again, check in Sunday 
on my Twitter account at Kevin Sheehan DC. I'm going to update the smell test. Um, I might update it before the Saturday night game, but more likely than not, it, than not, it would be around 12:30, 12:45 on Sunday. We'll have you know lines then that are you know updated based on COVID situations. Um, but as of now, UAB plus seven, Indy minus two and a half, Jacksonville minus five, and uh, the Denver Broncos minus two and a half. All right, there it is for now. All right, uh, again, um, glad to get a podcast out. Was thinking maybe about waiting until tomorrow, but I don't think there's going to be any news overnight or any news in the first part of tomorrow, although Washington will continue to practice um, in an, you know, with an unusual schedule now with a Tuesday night game instead of a Sunday game. Um, you know, the news will be how many of these players are coming off the list and how many new ones are going on the list. But as of now, as of now, we've got a game Tuesday night in Philadelphia against the Eagles. All right, stay safe. Have a great rest of the weekend. I'll be back on Monday.